Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey guys, it's Lauren Caleb, host of my own podcast show, The Book of Caleb. Welcome to literally the very first episode of The Book of Caleb. I'm so excited to finally create this space where I can say what I'm really thinking and probably what a lot of you are thinking on different subjects from um, lifestyle, wellness, beauty, you name it. So the very first subject matter for the book of Caleb, what could it possibly be about? Well, you'd have to be living under a rock if you weren't going to talk about the only topic that people are thinking and discussing, which is coronavirus. Uh, I know, right? So lame in terms of creativity, but it literally has affected every aspect of my life, my family's life, everyone's life. So why wouldn't we talk about it and how it's um, impacted different areas, whether it's your work, um, your what you eat at home, how often you go to the grocery store or don't go to the grocery store anymore or go to restaurants because you can't anymore. And just all of the things that have rapidly taken place um, pretty much in under a month. So I... Um, Hope that you find some similarities in thought process like I have with this um, pandemic. And really, I've gone through the, the roller coaster, right? Of like, this is, we're overdoing it, to no, this is the right thing to do, um, questioning so many things, and um, just uncertainty is really the name of the game here. No one is right, no one is wrong. And what's going to happen? Um, I hope you find some, uh, you can relate to what we're talking about here in this episode. And so let's dig right into it. Enjoy. Okay, so I wanted to get into the subject of coronavirus because obviously it's just so relevant to everyone everywhere right now in the United States. Um, We... Like, I wanted to start this, like, podcast so I'd have, like, a space where I really wasn't going to, like, hold back anything. I feel like I'm holding back um, how I, like, feel or have been experiencing this through um, – I'm holding back how I feel about it with my, like, my coworkers, friends, um, pretty much everybody, family, and yet it's affecting – everyone that I know, um, co-workers, friends, family. It affects our entire world, our workplace, um, our wellness, and just even like our outlook on everything. So um, that's why first episode, we're starting out with coronavirus. Let's get into it. So I have with me my uh, dear husband, Michael, and I feel like anyone listening here will hopefully have some similarities in terms of just like the dynamic between a partner or a friend on the coronavirus and just um you probably have experienced the same things that we have of just like the outlook of it um so say hello michael hey there 
<laughs> how long uh how long we've we been married now <laughs> um six years okay good job That's okay <laughs> i'm like i have to we have a five-year-old son and i just do the math from that seems like it's been longer than six though right yes we've been together for over a decade somehow yeah we're doing all right we're doing all right okay yes. just testing you there all right go ahead i think that was your first question yeah. right uh-huh. so like i said i feel like i've like held back like I am pretty active on social media. Michael has zero social media. But I, you know, everyone who, like, has an Instagram or Facebook is seeing posts from friends about how they feel about coronavirus, whether... There's just, like, there's so... There's such a, like, range of sentiment about it. And I feel like I have been through all of it. So initially when like, let's go back on some sort of timeline, right? You remember like hearing about the coronavirus, it existed in China, they're going through issues, but I was like not the type of person that was like watching the news that was just not part of my daily habit at all, like watching TV. I watch a minimal amount of TV. In the past two weeks, I've watched more TV, I think, than I have for the whole last year. Like, it just wasn't part of, like, my daily habit to turn on the TV and watch the news or even, like, watch a TV show. Like, I had not committed to one besides, like, Game of Thrones, and that's been over for a year now. You almost. did kind of get into The Bachelor this season, oh though, correct? God. Yes, but that was relate- work-related. We were running a commercial okay. during the time frame. And, yes, god-awful TV show that's delightful in its how awful it is. So, like, I get why these, like, TV shows exist or why people watch them, but... Um, again, I had like not committed to one in a long time and I used to be like a real housewives watcher, certain seasons, certain, um, cities, but even I had like gotten out of that phase too. So anyway, hadn't watched any TV. Now it's like the TV's always on because it's like, I can't keep up with the Kardashians on what's happening with coronavirus and how it's like changing. So we're, you know, based out of Des Moines, Iowa. And, um, so we're not in like a hot spot. Or by any means. And I think that's like influenced our sentiment on or perception on like how serious this is. Is it serious or just like questioning a lot of it? What do you think, Michael? Have you felt that's a similar outcome? Like when you first started hearing about the coronavirus, did you take it seriously? What do you think? What do you remember? Okay. Um, What do I remember? Well, here's my thing. I'm still a little bit hung up on exactly what the hell Peter was thinking, but... We'll get, we we can come back around to that. Okay. Peter as in reference to Peter on The Bachelor. Well, yeah. And between Hannah Ann and Madison, I think the clear choice was Hannah Ann. <laughs> I don't... You can ask his mom about that. Okay. I'm done about that. I'm being a little sarcastic there. I'm a funny guy like that. Anyways. Okay. The coronavirus really came into my world uh, when one Rudy Gobert, all-star starting center, Utah Jazz, minutes before tip-off... Um, comes down that he was uh, he tested positive so they got to shut down that game um and then soon after that they suspended the season so right there i'm like hmm, okay interesting they had already started saying no fans were going to be allowed at games i don't know the timeline when uh, march madness said there weren't going to be fans at the games but then all of a sudden that leads into the next day which is thursday all the conference tournaments suspending their conference tournaments i'm like oh are you kidding me okay i'm like is the tournament gonna get is they actually gonna you know suspend march madness tournament sure shit they do like the next day okay 
Um, are you kidding me? I'm upset about it. I mean, I I get that people are getting sick, but I'm not I'm not really comprehending. Like, this is really going to shut down sporting events. We've had flus, we've had swine flus, we've had H1N1 viruses throughout my entire lifetime. Um, they've all been serious. I thought, and so now I'm thinking, okay, are we overreacting? Is this really the right move? Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, the sports thing, looking back on it, that's nothing compared to what's taken place since then. I'm in the hotel industry. That industry has com- just about completely shut down. About 90% has shut down. Travel. That's more. <laughs> tra- well, pretty much, yeah. We're running like 5 to 10% occup- occupancy right now. It's uh, quite depressing, but that goes for pretty much all any sort of industry related to travel shut down um and then obviously it's gone into shelter in place shut down your restaurants you know basically only grocery stores pharmacies um and all essential you know type essential services yeah is is going on so yeah for me my world they got real when they suspended the nba season and definitely got real when they shut down march madness (laughs) when it comes to watching tv i pretty much watch sports 90 percent of the time a little bit of news mixed in Big Iowa Hawkeye fan. We had a great year. We were going to do something in the tournament this year. Done. I just I feel bad for all those all those players, all those seniors. Small schools like Dayton, Gonzaga had awesome years this year. They were going to do some historical stuff. Taken away. So it's it's tough, but I I'm starting to understand it more. Starting to accept it more. Um, it's been slow for me though. I definitely thought things were overreacting at first, but it's it's a fact the healthcare system can't handle this and uh so that's why we're shutting things down do i think this is something we need to be completely petrified about no i I don't you look at the death numbers they're they're low but i know it's not about that it's about spreading the virus and thus the more people going into hospitals and overwhelming the healthcare industry i get it that's that's why we're shutting stuff down I, i hope people don't think they're actually gonna die for this most likely you're not if you're you know a senior citizen you have underlying health condition yeah hide hide but other than that most people are asymptomatic if you're a normal healthy adult no reason to feel like you're gonna die from this because you're not i think that that too like influences the way people just think about the coronavirus in general is like you um unless you are like prone to getting sick or in that you know like at risk group you could like you and i could both have the coronavirus right now and not have any symptoms not know it and so like it makes you and i take it or feel like it's like less serious and even then like if one of us were to get sick we'd have flu like symptoms typically and so even that you know, I've had the flu before, like those kind of like past experiences influence like my mindset on it now. Um, and I'm not directly involved in the healthcare industry, so to speak. Like I don't have somebody in my family who's working at a hospital who's giving me, I do have somebody working at a hospital, but it's like, it's just not like hot here yet in Des Moines. We're not overflowing yet. And so again like i feel like the overall sentiment is some people are very very mad still that we're like we've shut down they disagree with it they're just like you know survival of the fittest let it happen um and don't like restrict anything but and i have like felt that way too just because again our numbers are so low but i know and see like nationwide 
let's just call it what it is. Like New York is going to like crumble essentially or be the first to like really, really have this like hit them the hardest in the hospitals. Like they're going to run out of supplies or run out of respirators or run out of beds or, you know, they're just going to, it's going to be low or the healthcare workers will be overworked. And that will in turn influence the entire rest of the country to when it gets bad there, whatever they're doing, every other city is going to like follow suit to be preventative. Do you feel that same way? Or what is your like prediction of where this is going? Oh, yeah, for I, sure. Sorry. Yeah. And I, I guess like I should say too, like we're still in the status where like we're not officially on, um, <laughs> I want to say like house arrest, but it's like shelter in place that mm-hmm. hasn't been like issued in Iowa yet um, right now. So it's Sunday, March 22nd. So like it's in New York, California, off the top of my head, Illinois, Connecticut, I want to say, and maybe some other states have today. Again, it's like it's hour by hour of how this changes. And we are like prepared mentally for that to happen in Iowa. Just like, okay, so last Sunday, Illinois had shut down all bars and restaurants except for carry out. Hadn't happened in Iowa yet, but we literally went out to dinner um, as it was the last supper because we just like kind of knew that it was coming. Although I will say at the same time, like this whole past week, even though like you know that some of this stuff is coming because like the other states that are more advanced with like um, cases of coronavirus and are just, you know, more densely populated, they're doing these things and then like I it's going to like happen in Iowa, but you're still just like, well, it's so low. like we're not there yet or we're too or we're like more spread out is how it feels. So like when Tuesday morning happened and they said like we're closing down all bars restaurants except for carry out and then like gyms health clubs health spas that those type of industries i guess i was like surprised that we were doing that already and the other like condition here is i'm pretty sure is it the des moines schools yeah are canceled through like april 14th or is it still just april 1st because all these industries that were closed down the restaurants bars spas etc um, less than a week ago, they're closed down with the pending date, like through March 31st. So in theory, you're going to go back to business April 1st, even though no one thinks that no. like no way. is going to happen. Unfortunately, you know, like even if you want to like remain optimistic and technically that is still the date, but it's like, why? I don't know. It's March 22nd. Like they are, if they're planning on like extending it for another two weeks, if they keep doing this, like two-week extension type maybe that's a little easier for people to mentally wrap their heads around it that it could be over in two weeks mm-hmm. and then now it's two more weeks okay well it's just two more weeks but if you just say eight weeks from now which i think at a minimum that's probably where we're heading yeah that's that's a lot to handle um we're starting our first day of uh, no daycare for our two sons tomorrow oh my god for, and so, for like... at least two weeks we'll do it two weeks at a time uh but yeah that's gonna be fun right oh my god yeah we're just like staring at each other right now and both of our eyes are like too big for our face um yeah a lot of and a lot of people are in that same boat already just, yeah they've already been there yeah yeah the they've couple weeks. pulled their kids or their kids are out of school because their kids are out of school for spring break and then they knew they had like another one week two week extension and now it's like I realistically think that people are going, like, kids aren't going to go back to school, 
almost or like they'll go back to school for like a week and then it's done for the year mm-hmm. like they could go back after memorial day or something i don't know like when s- summer hits but it's typically around that time is like your last week of school is around memorial day weekend and i don't even know what the point of them going back to school is like it's just it's strange we are in such like an unprecedented strange time frame and um well it, yeah it's yeah. just it's just the unknown no one no one truly knows um i think it's better to start thinking yeah this is going to be two three maybe more months yes yeah yes um hard again to and maybe i don't know maybe maybe it gets easier because this comes this becomes the new norm maybe a month down the road we're all used to you know being locked up at home around <laughs> each other so maybe you know you'd be just become just like start a new diet or start a new exercise after you do it for a while it becomes a new norm so yeah it's kind of like this weird you, know, you could take advantage of it and have this be this like new year new year in this like time of quarantine essentially i've thought about like well we'll have more time at home to reorganize the pantry shelves and like do a deep spring clean Mm -hmm. um maybe have a virtual garage sale you know you can do facebook marketplace and that counts as social distancing right somebody just comes and picks up a chair Mm. or something at your house that's fine whatever although if you're allowed to go out and do that type of shopping is it an essential type of business (laughs) transaction again i also like wonder too who is like regulating at that level like let's say i do i want to go buy a couch at somebody's house in ankeny and we are on this like shelter in place type scenario like no one is going to write like write me a ticket pull me over and be like what are you doing ma'am like then it's like george orwell 1984 level where you're like out and or it's like china i've seen videos of them forcefully putting people back in their homes and then whatever breaking the locks and chaining them into their house to make them you know to make sure they can't leave see and then but we're not yeah that's that's china that's our friends china right yeah that's how they operate a little different over there sure but and like you're just seeing like a clip like i don't you know that doesn't like isn't reflective of like what's truly going on there you just like you have no idea you have like sensationalized clips that make Mm -hmm. things appear worse than they are i like when i was more like questioning like how this is all going i remember seeing like overwhelmed hospitals in italy and they'd like show like this image of people in like a not like a conference room but like a larger room area like like a makeshift area people in cots laying down with masks and it's like none of those people are hooked up on respirators or anything right but like if you're not like really analyzing the picture and thinking about like what it's being utilized for Mm -hmm. you can use this like picture to like make it seem scarier and you could say look at all these people in cots they're not even in a hospital and they're all sick or you can look at look at it and be like well they took people that weren't in a serious condition and moved them to a room and Mm -hmm. none of them are on respirators and like in the picture too it's like one person is like sitting up Mm -hmm. But, like, you could, like, capture the image to make it look like it's more congested than it really is. And these people are, like, spread out, you sure. know, yeah. in their cots. And so it's just, again, like, the media can, like, sensationalize a moment or a thing. And just, like, the terminology that they're using 
No, they're definitely doing that for sure. Every time we hit 100 now confirmed deaths in the United States, 150, 200, these are huge things. We're at, last I looked, we've had 400 confirmed deaths in the United States of the coronavirus. Okay, over 7,000 people die every day in this country from all sorts of things. The flu this year killed roughly 20,000 people. The so corona- far, 2020. From Yeah, this, well, the flu season started in 2019 in fall, and it runs for six months, and it's, it's about over with now. Okay. Um, but it's going to kill rough, roughly 20,000 people. In which, the United States. In the United States, which it does every year. I'm going to go out there and say the coronavirus isn't going to kill 20,000 people in the United States. It's not going to kill 10,000 people. We're at 400 right now. It's bad that those 400 people died, but if you look at those 400 people, again, they're the elderly they're the ones with preconditioned, you know, already sick, you know. Okay, it's killed zero children. The flu roughly kills 100 to 200 children every year. The coronavirus in the United States, zero. Thank God. Um, so I think there's definitely sensationalism going on, as you say. Do I think it's bad in New York? Do I think it's bad in, you know, Los Angeles? And, and I feel I feel for those people. I feel for the healthcare people. They are putting their lives on the line. Absolutely. Um, you know, probably something I couldn't do. So, but yeah, take everything with a grain of salt. Um, you know, there's no need to panic, and we've seen panic go on. Toilet paper, all the different stories of all this stuff being out at the grocery store, shelves being wiped out. Yeah, that's 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 over. That's been over overdone by people. Um, but we've never like experienced anything like this in our lifetime. You know, um, people do that, like wipe out the shelves when like they know a hurricane's coming and they live on the coast. Nationwide, though, nothing like this has ever like happened to where like Mm -hmm. you, I I don't know, like come up with the idea that maybe the grocery stores will be shut down. I have no no idea. Like that sort of uncertainty is, of course, going to invoke this like reaction of like everybody going to their grocery store and stocking up on pantry items and yes toilet paper is the number one <laughs> are there people out there i don't watch this tv show but the walking dead do people think that this is the zombie apocalypse um you know and i feel like a lot of people are reacting like it is in our see i would buy a gun if i thought the zombies were coming i don't own a gun well i think the walking dead is absurd i thought it i thought that show was over with back when um, breaking bad i thought you know thought there was this big finale but then they just keep pushing out more and more nonsense stuff i'll come across it and they're walking around with like masks on and stuff i don't get the zombie apocalypse craze um never have not my thing um i think it's quite silly but anyways what i'm saying is i think a lot of those zombie apocalypse type people are kind of into this time right now and they're kind of having fun with it that is totally Mm -hmm. true i know people that are like that who would like yes like the idea of the stockpiles and this like scenario oh yeah which is strange but whatever um gosh that i what was i gonna say about just like the zombie apocalypse and yeah i don't know anyway um so i kind of want to highlight something that i just like find interesting too since we're talking about like the media and the way this is like portrayed okay Hypothetically, let's say Hillary is president. All the same stuff's going on, and she enacts all of the same actions as President Trump. Crooked Hillary? 
Crooked Hillary. Okay. Sure. Yes. Sure. Make sure talking about the same Hillary. Here. Okay. Um, what do you think would the media, right wing media or conservative media, would they have the same sentiment that they are now, or would they be more critical of Hillary's actions, saying that the government is way, being way too invasive and um, infringing on our rights? Like, don't you think that that would be more of the discussion? Uh, yes, I do, but I think that's with everything, because the right-wing media, which is Fox News, as far as I know, I don't know much other, there's some other stuff out there, but nationally. Yeah, go-to is Fox News. It's Fox News, yeah. Uh, I think that's a given that they would be doing that, absolutely. So then I, like, find this interesting, right? Because also the, like, this is the most government-involved scenario what I've ever like thought of or seen. This seems like, um, you know, left level, like the government telling you you have to stop, you have to close your business. Like, it's unprecedented. Yeah, it's it's starting at noon. Like, Mm -hmm. Governor Reynolds for the Iowa situation, she released like this mandate like Tuesday at 10 20 a.m. She closed down my gym, can't go work out anymore. And said by noon, these places have to be closed. And how is that not like that is like the like you know that the government technically can do that like has that right and like they even have the right to like take your property for like basically what whatever reason they want Hmm. like if they wanted to build build a gas line through our like property and needed to like take our house like yeah i forget like the terminology i should know this eminent domain sure yes yeah i like that (laughs) there you go you you. just passed your real estate exam congratulations okay good um yeah they can take anything but you like don't actually think it's gonna happen and i just never like i feel like invaded upon in a way when i'm like thinking about all of this of just like how you can't do things that you think you have the right to and this is being done by a conservative administration and why isn't like the media kind of critical of that well so the majority of the media is, I think, neutral, and the right people will say the majority of the media is left. Okay, whatever your opinion is, Trump's gotten a lot of heat. He Trump looks really bad this whole situation, and every time he holds a press conference, he sticks his foot in his mouth, and that's what he does. Great, and you can see Dr. Fauci behind there just grimacing and clenching his teeth, and half the time I just yeah, Trump Trump is Trump. Um, this isn't gonna help him get reelected reelected by any means. Um, the left, and I don't want like I said, left, just the media in general uh, has been very critical in the way he's handled, you know, the urgency that he did not show in this virus. Initially. And they are playing up that I don't know that this has, you know, become much worse um, because of his, you know, lackluster attitude of it um, at, at the beginning, um, which... I, you know, but could you imagine if I know, he was yeah. like... I know, freaking out. I think that yeah. would have been bad. And I, I kind of know why he was like that. I mean, I, I was kind of kind of like that. Um, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I... So, yeah, because, like, right, the other, like, criticism of that, okay, so, like, he is really responsive right away and shuts everything down, even though there's not a case in the United States. Sure, yeah. So, like, that, is, is, was he supposed to do that? No way, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been down with that at all, so... In regards to you know him downplaying it you know publicly, I, I don't I don't hold that against him that much. I 
Where I'm confused and I think is absurd, I, I don't know the shortage of tests. That's crazy to me. Um, oh I don't God, yeah. I don't know the process of being stocked up on tests or how to, you know, how long it should take to have enough tests. Um, but yeah, the fact that you have to convince someone, you know, a doctor, that you you know are the right candidate to get tested. Um, is terrifying and at the same time laughable to me so i and i don't a lot of that seems to be falling at trump's feet why don't we have more tests also why are we low on mass why don't we have enough icu beds is is that really all on him i I don't know did he tear apart different parts of the cabinets as people suggested different departments um this pandemic readiness department or whatever like that i i don't know maybe maybe he did at some point or maybe we're just getting on his case a little bit too hard about that yeah and it's like if that i i know what you're talking about where they say like yes some pandemic crisis department or something that he canceled or something that he stopped funding and it's like no he did not go in specifically donald trump and said i need to cut this department it's like probably like you know a big old fat stack of paper that he has to sign because so and so tells him to and this is what we're cutting and he doesn't even read the freaking document you know it's like and that department even if this is true which i like mind you have not done like the research on that right i swear i watched something on fox news today where like i completely negated that but i was like Mm -hmm. listening to it not even watching it and they say like he didn't cut the pandemic administration group or whatever Mm -hmm. but again fox news is reporting it and i'm blah 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 it just it he there's no way that was like on his radar to like intentionally and directly cut yeah sure and okay whatever let's say even if he did it's just strange to me that overall we don't have like a protocol in place for this type of scenario like haven't you noticed that sure yeah there's not my sister like brought up that it's just weird that like you um how do we not have something like okay we're at a level one infection rate which means that x y and z need Mm -hmm. to do this and Mm -hmm. these businesses need to close and you Mm -hmm. shouldn't you know uh touch your face like level one level two level three and have these like plans of action like okay and this is going to close at level two these things need to close for three weeks in these areas if you're at this saturation point yeah whatever that none of that seems to be um already like in a handbook like hypothetical which this is the scenario that we're in right now is not like zombie apocalypse right like it's like okay introduced into the human species is another virus that we've never seen sure yeah that actually is pretty likely that is likely and i just yeah and i feel like it's happened before with these other viruses if you look up swine flu if you look up sars or h1n1 i i don't know what is it i feel like a lot of this harkens back to there aren't enough there's just not the testing available so if you were possibly exposed to someone possibly who may or may not have you have to quarantine for 14 days (laughs) yeah um and this 14-day quarantine, that's a whole new thing. Would this, where does that, where come, that from? come from? Yeah, I've never heard of that with any other thing. That's like to cover all your bases. You're probably, you're not and, contagious and, and after it? 10 yeah. or something. And then, you, and then you walk outside and go to the grocery store because you've been quarantined for 14 days. And there, aren't you being exposed to it? Yeah, at this point, for sure. So you need to re-quarantine re, re for another, no, you're not going to. So that seems a little bit arbitrary to me. 
Um, it is strange because they've recommended now anybody. So people are coming back from spring break, the final like group, okay. essentially, and they said if you've come back from anywhere, you need you d- you don't need to. It's not like mandatory, but it's recommended that you quarantine for fourteen days. Yeah. Well, but okay. yeah, what is the point if then okay, like let's say you live in a shoe for fourteen days allegedly and don't touch another human being, but then what you can go to the you can go to Hy-Vee, the grocery store. And, like, that to me is, like, now the new cesspool where you could, like, literally get exposed to everyone. And you are. I've got, and I'm still going to the grocery store, you know, a couple times a week. And I know I am. I I guarantee that we've, I don't know, put a number on it. Three out of four people at this point. If you've gone to a grocery store, you know, if you've gone anywhere, you know. Public. You've been exposed to it. It, most of us are asymptomatic and like i said if you're healthy you probably don't even you know have any symptoms aka asymptomatic yeah so i i you know the number of new confirmed tests now that there's more testing out there um the numbers are going to spike i've looked at the numbers we're like over fifteen thousand for today um but that's adding another level of hysteria and panic to the whole situation for sure um think if we had enough available tests how many cases mm-hmm. we would have documented then mm-hmm. um and looking at my flu data earlier um they say so this last flu season um 29 million people would have been you know exposed to the flu virus and actually and actually had it but then of that number a lot of people are asymptomatic or don't need to go to hospitalization um Right, or you don't get yeah. tested. Like I don't yeah, even exactly. go to the doctor when I have the flu. I'm no. not an idiot. I know I have the flu, and I'm going to stay home and just get well. And not go around your older, you know, grandparents who may have underlying health conditions. Yeah. Right. Right. So okay. <laughs> but yes, that has been like the other thing. You know, is comparing it to the flu, not comparing it to the flu. Um, I don't think that we can compare it to anything. There's not a comp of it yet. We don't have enough data. Um, Even just like I question the data from other countries. Like you, there's like this world report of like how many new cases are coming in from each country. So like China has like under 50 a day at this point of like new cases confirmed. Okay, that's not. No, yeah, that's not not true. Unless they like stop testing people. And, but they're still reporting like a correct, accurate number, but they're only testing 100 people a day and 50 of those are mm. coming back positive. Like, no, that's not possible because like the if you're like telling me that this virus is that like contagious at like that level, um, just like the flu, and you were very aware or like worried about it, you would be testing people still at like a high level and those people would still come back like testing positive. Like, are those people who are testing positive because they were, like, showing symptoms? You know, because then that, and, like, you're only testing people who are showing symptoms, Could logically. Be. Like, yeah. You're, yeah, they're sure. not testing people who are not showing symptoms. No. But still, to report only 50 when you're in a country of a billion and it started there and it's still, like, an issue. Like, it's only, they're only four months old, essentially, in China since this started. Mm-hmm. Four months from now in the United States, we're not going to be reporting 50 cases. Like, we're going to have more tests available, I would think. And, like, I have heard that this is going to be, like, hit hit us in waves just because of the way it kind of, like, works. Sure, yeah. Um, I think I might be, um, the hysteria may not go down until there's actually a vac- vaccine. 
people love the vaccine. People love the flu vaccine. Um, me personally never got the flu vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaccinator. My, our kids do all the normal vaccines that they are required to get, um, except for the one they asked. You know, they asked every year. They want the flu vaccine. We pass. Never had it. Never either. had it. I think maybe I, maybe I had the flu one time. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I know I have immune system, so yeah, I was you know I've been sick for twenty four or forty eight hours, sure. Right. Um, you know, so this flu vaccine doesn't stop the flu every year, but we have it. But still, it affects over you know millions of people every you know, every year. So even when we get this vaccine, you know, it's not the magical thing that's going to hundred percent wipe this thing out. But like I said, people swear by the flu vaccine. I know tons of people in my life. The majority of my people that I know my social network get the flu vaccine they think it's weird that i don't um oh my god that's so crazy to me i'm like yeah i'm not trying to flu shame flu vaccine shame but yeah it's like i i remember like when it was first available i'm like but why like i have an immune system right i mean so i get the flu every year was kind of my more mindset anyway it's like and i'm fine like i don't Mm -hmm. want a vaccine or something and Mm -hmm. then also it's like since it changed you'd have to get it every single year to me that's not a vaccine like when i get the vaccine for i don't even know what vaccine i don't know the tetanus shot every 10 years and there's another mmr whatever it is the standard ones yeah yeah measles yeah is like another one where it just like wipes you out and then you like get a booster shot or something every 10 years yeah and you're just kind of like with your provider you're like whatever i don't I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but gosh, maybe we just won't get vaccines anymore. I don't even know if I'm, I have to be up to date because I've had children and they feel like they like checked me yeah. like of history, like when I had Drake and they're just like, what are you up to date with? I'm like, God, I don't know. You know? Well, but anyways, but, this vaccine probably a year away from getting a vaccine. Yeah. Um, would you get it? Would I get it? No. Me either. No, and I, I and, just... I, and, I, and I guarantee that I've probably been exposed. I mean, I, I work in a hotel, and like I said, the only grocery store. I guarantee I've been exposed to it at this point. Right. And I and I'm apparently asymptomatic, you know, and I and whatever. I'm I'm healthy and I'm fortunate to be healthy. I guess. Um, well, I know I am, but. So you think like you've technically like when you say exposed to it, like you've been exposed to it and you like contracted it. Contracted and, like, it, yeah, yeah. You just didn't have any symptoms. No, is yeah. what you're. If I had, I'm willing to bet that i have and a lot of people have right um but the thought of that for a lot of people is very terrifying that they what i've taken in the coronavirus and you know Mm -hmm. yeah and your body was able to ward it off so you have a healthy immune system that's kind of how human beings have been a successful species for this many years like we're let's just you know there's going to be a lot of people who don't have symptoms who never get tested for coronavirus at some point Mm -hmm. are we just to to assume that you were exposed to it contracted it didn't have any symptoms Mm -hmm. and like you're good to go like i hope so because we had to get back to you know living like we'll never see your grandparents again exactly like that that just wouldn't be possible right because you could be carrying like you're never you like get rid of it through your body yeah and I guarantee there's plenty of grandparents out there that could, you know, 80s, 90s, whatever. They know their time is going to come. They want to see their family. They want to be locked away and not being able to see, like, your grandparents. We're not going to see their great-grandkids now for probably a while. Right, but all you, summer. But if you ask them, they say, no, it's worth the risk. We want to see them, you know. Yeah. This is the end of our lives. We want to see them as much as possible. If we contract it and we pass away, okay, so be it. 
but for them not to be able to see their grand, grand grandkids and grandkids well it's kind of already like and be like on lockup like my grandparents are like one person's visiting the house in like a mask that's quality what's the quality of life for that that's groceries and like clean their toilet yeah. like it's just like what yeah, right is... right now this is hot it's you know it's at a tipping point okay yeah let's let's take those measures you know yeah we're not gonna see and we can facetime and whatnot but yeah three months down the road six months down the road you know christmas Exactly. You know, where are we going to be at Christmas? Like, exactly. especially if, like, yeah, like you said, like a vaccine isn't re- realistic to think that that's no. going to exist until next mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. If, we're, if we're doing it right and not doing a vaccine express scenario. Mm-hmm. And again, how, like, do you even know that that would be, like, effective? Like, you truly don't. You're going to do trials and stuff, but yeah. that's how many people, like, sometimes when you read, like, clinical trials for, like, any drug, or you're like, okay, it's like they sampled, like, 36 people. What? Like, it's, like, not a good... You read clinical trials? <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite thing to do at night. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. No, but if you're, okay. like, looking at drugs that... It's also, like, drugs that, like... Um, so you have like your brand drug that's like issued and then like the generics like have to go through less like rich regiments to like get approved Mm -hmm. and that includes like not even having to really provide a clinical trial because it's already happened it's just like they have to like make it chemically the same as what the FDA approved it's bizarre Hmm. and just anything even like in beauty it's like they're like proving like oh look we like got rid of like this brown spot with um a certain product but it's like they tested it on like 14 people okay and they're showing before and afters and saying look it works and it's like well you did like one test i don't know that's just not you know necessarily enough to make make it like super innovative and Mm -hmm. no you know but people don't read the fine print when you talk of beauty are you in uh are you in the beauty field? What's your, what's your line of work? <laughs> I don't know what my line of work is. To be are honest, are you employed? Are <laughs> no. you employed though? No, I am. Okay. I am employed. I work for a medical clinic and spa, and plastic surgeon's office. Okay. And so, yes, I would say that mm-hmm. I'm in the beauty realm. Okay. And you currently are still employed, still receiving a paycheck every two weeks. Yes. As am I. We both are thus far very fortunate that regard oh absolutely this obviously shutdown of the economy when i start talking about this there's millions now that are going to get on um be unemployed they're not all going to just get their jobs back a lot of them are going to be unemployed for a very long time i'm curious to see um the economic impact there obviously on those millions of people's lives little we know the market's tanking and yeah, when it comes to the market, it's a lot of people that are have a lot of means losing all their money. Yeah, okay. Poor people aren't in the stock market. They live paycheck to paycheck. Right. The impact on these millions and millions of people, um, you know, some of my employees in the hotel industry, the restaurant industry for sure, um, travel, you know, airlines, all, all that good stuff. The impact on those millions of people, is that greater than the actual impact on I don't know the tens of thousands that maybe end up getting infected i don't think it's going to be millions of people that are going to come down you know with coronavirus with right. the, and you know have to go to hospital or obviously obviously not gonna be millions of people that die so um that's where i look at the long-term impact of this it's not going to be the sickness is going to be 
the people that lost their job, their livelihoods, and not being the able ripple. to get that back. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's a sobering thought, very sobering. And uh, um, yeah, I just feel for all those people because it's talk about this changing your lives. Well, okay, we're still we're still employed. Um, so was, far. So thus far. <laughs> right, but it's like day by day. Like yeah, day by day. I honestly week, yeah. don't know. You know, like the company that I work for. Like, just even, like, a month ago, so February 14th, Valentine's Day, whatever, like, pick a date. It's, like, I was, like, this is going to be the best year ever. We are rolling. We are almost, like, on a level of um, business to where, like, well, we were growing, so we need to hire more people. We're going to drop the ball in terms of customer service because we're just that much was like demand sure. and now we're closed like a month later we are closed like you can't get more black and white than those two scenarios where like literally i know like the, our med spa had one of the best days on their books like within the past two weeks in the history of their in the history yeah. <laughs> now they're closed like it's just it's i don't that's yeah and so again you're just like yeah the economic impact and so you know yes i still have a job jay but i don't know trust me i'm not like sitting here securely thinking no yeah how long if this goes on for can they still keep paying you know you and how many other people yeah right and we've already like so a lot of our you know providers pretty sure all of them are like commission based Mm -hmm. and so they're laid off they're not like you know getting an hourly rate or taking like taking paid time off Mm -hmm. no they're late they're they're laid off yeah that's pretty much same boat with me my my housekeepers i guess you could say are furloughed for now um and when it comes to unemployment some of these people that are from different countries and they are able to come up with a social security card to get the job um and it's not on us to verify whether that's you know well it gets verified well, you know well yeah but so i'm just saying there's but people anyway, there's people yeah. in the hotel industry and in the restaurant industry they're not going to be able to qualify for unemployment oh, because for sure. their social security isn't actually maybe a valid social security number um because it takes 10 to 15 years to actually become a citizen and you pay 50 60 70 000 in that process i have maintenance workers that have told me this and they've shown me the process it's not an easy process to come here and become a legal citizen so right so and and i'm not so that's not their fault um so there's a lot of people that aren't going to be getting the unemployment they're not going to be getting the 1200 stimulus check from the government um and these are the people that are yeah like people all said time time getting the backbone of our society um they're the ones picking our food they're the ones cleaning our hotel rooms making our food um without them the country doesn't run so uh, those are the ones getting hit the hardest in the situation um right now um, and I just, man, it, when you start thinking about it, it is, it is depressing. I know. And I'm trying to like, you know, think. And also it should be the second round of March Madness right now. And I feel like Iowa <laughs> should be playing, say a Duke or something like that. So you throw that together, man, times are tough. It but. It is. And it's, you know, I want to like end this on some like an optimistic note but again i want this also to be a space of what i'm thinking i am not at a space right now where i want to like it will be okay like and let's use this time to come together as a family and come together as a nation and sure that's all good stuff to say and there is some of it that needs to take place 
But yeah, no, this is brutal right now. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. And if you're, you know, all you can do is just like, again, still like count your blessings. There are some things that like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can find that you're like lucky about, but this is um, just an, again, an unprecedented experience. Mm -hmm. And I like will struggle with finding like the positive right now because it's just it's not and we're not like at a state where it's like the worst part yet is the other part that i know that's what i'm thankful for we're not at the worst part yet but like (laughs) at least i like know it's coming and my prediction for this all we will be fortunate if we're all back up and running for the most part after memorial day okay that's fair okay so we're still in march yeah we're two that's more two plus months out yeah um okay so that's me being optimistic and hopeful and trying to be like realistic too that it could happen in may however i think like mid-april when it's like the worst part or like one of the bigger cities will really feel it and have that like overflow and like the you know like we're unable to treat everyone who's sick type scenario sure yeah looks like new york's like new york headed that way and then you know another city it wouldn't even have to necessarily be a bigger city like as big as los angeles or like somewhere in texas it could be you know like uh cincinnati ohio which is still a big city but it's just like another city will like feel this too for sure and it's going to like affect the way the whole like country reacts like whatever those like big cities have to do to like shut stuff down and mm-hmm. basically say don't freaking leave your house everyone else is going to do that whether or not they're at that like level okay yeah so be prepared for that too and i guess again look what you can do action item is just prepare yourself for those type of scenarios which are not that unlikely and it will be fine you know if you're told again like to you have to be in your house and you can only one person can leave to go to the grocery store once a week i don't know like right what that scenario is going to be but it could be something like that because okay so still like if you're on like lockdown you can't leave your house but then they say you can still go to the grocery store whatever you can leave your house every freaking day you're going to, mm-hmm. like, lose your mind and, like, oh, okay, I'm going to the grocery store. I don't care. Yeah. But, like, if they really wanted to, like, limit people's, like, exposure, they could say, well, nope, you can only go once a week and it can only be one person. Interesting. To the closest grocery store that you live by or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be very extreme, but then make more sense if you're trying to contain the virus, the exposure, the spread, and, like, where people are moving and going. You know, I can go to the grocery store. Well, why don't I go to the grocery store in Norwalk then? You Mm -hmm. know, even though I live in Des Moines. Like, it just... So, anyway, that's what I mean about them, like, limiting, like, which grocery store you could go to. It needs to be one, like, within a certain radius of your house. Yeah. Well, okay. And I'll, I'll leave you with this. It's kind of a hypothetical question. I'm brought up sports numerous times you know I, i'm a big sports guy i love sports um not as much as i used to i have kids now so it's not life or death whenever the viking season used to end then that was a huge awful day for me i was why go in the morning for weeks at a time basically now i have kids okay the sports thing isn't quite as crazy to me but still i'm a big sports guy um 
takes up a lot of my you know leisure time is following sports. A year ago, if I tell you there's gonna be a new virus that pretty much shuts down the entire world, shuts down the world world economy, we're gonna be you know living in the state we're in right now, or starting in the 2020 NFL season, Tom Brady is gonna be a starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Which one seems more unlikely? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe you can't. Maybe that's a rhetorical question. I don't know. The fact that both of these things have happened at the same time together. Wow. Talk about a complete mind. Can we swear in this? Mind fuck. I, I, I don't know where this new world's coming. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. The Boston sports fan right now. I feel for you. <laughs> I feel for you. They're hurting. Brady as a buccaneer. Wow. Things have gotten bad. So he really is a buccaneer now? Oh, he's a Tampa Bay buccaneer. Tom Brady. What yeah. was his, how much was he, how much? Let's let's not even try to get into the logistics of it. He He's a, Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Oh my God. What the hell? Oh man, that's beautiful. Yeah, I didn't even know that. See, I'm just, I can't keep up. You can't keep up. No, with with anything apparently. No. So, I mean, you know, we've been on, we've been talking for almost an hour and so it's like, yeah, what have we missed? We gotta turn the news back on and see if there's a new quarantine. Or... And we're at home, and we have a one-year-old and a five-year-old. They're at home with us. They're both napping, Which... like good sons that they are. It's a miracle. Yes, ah. it's, there's the silver lining. I love it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, um, what are you our... doing with your life? <laughs> right, I feel bad <laughs> That's for you. A... <laughs> Worldwide I, pandemic right now, people. Sorry. I, continue. Well, yeah, but hopefully this, you know, um, filled up your uh, day while you're cleaning your house or doing something at home. Um, you probably, I should probably mention that you should subscribe to the podcast, but I don't think it's warranted yet. This is technically our first episode. And like, why would you honestly subscribe at this point? Unless you're like one of our friends or your, my mom doesn't listen to podcasts, so she wouldn't subscribe, but. No, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I'm not going to ask for subscriptions yet, but you are supposed to close the podcast by saying, hit subscribe, follow me on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Do you do that stuff? I never do. I listen to I've sports never, podcasts. Yeah, I I've subscribed. I don't know how I'm subscribed to the podcast that I'm subscribed to, but it was not because like the um, announcer or whatever, the host, told me Suggested. to subscribe. Okay. It's more like me like oh yeah I should probably like add this because so that I can listen to it every week it was like that sort of it was my choice <laughs> but this, we we actually did a podcast today yes this, oh okay so I have to you know so literally anyone it. can do a podcast then that's what this proves are you no what do you mean anyone can do it I think you ordered this big thick black Yeti. microphone microphones what I was describing there yeah right now and I think that's it then you told me to come into the room since the boys were napping and sit down and talk to you and as a good old obedient husband i am and have been for six plus years <laughs> you, i did so you didn't have a choice i know I do you feel did. like you had a choice not really okay. but there's no sports on so that's true here we oh go God, here we so. are that's why i've got you in here well thanks for coming on the book of caleb michael uh, thanks uh, for having me Lauren. <laughs> we hope to see you again soon and thanks guys stay everyone that's the new line now stay safe stay healthy and wash your hands wash your hands <laughs>